It's finally here Thursday, April 27th, the first day of the NFL draft. The first round is going to happen. We're going to have full first round mock drafts between myself, Chris Carter, host of the Locked On Steelers podcast here, and Jenna Harner from Channel 11 bringing her thoughts and picks in here. We're going to compare our picks, get your picks. We're going to have a scoring system so that you can keep along with us and grade how we all do with our mocks. It's going to be a fun episode getting you ready for Thursday night when the Steelers get their first round pick in. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things of the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcast podcasting app, but especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of our daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Locked On Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is sponsored by Ultimate Football GM. Ultimate Football GM is the ultimate mobile game that you can play to be a GM. If you're having fun predicting what's going to happen with this NFL draft, well, guess what? This the game for you this is going to help you make the draft picks you make the signings download the game at ultimate-gm.com or look it up on your local app store also listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise with using promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on all in caps in the game now all that being said it is an exciting time here jenna you and i are here we've been talking about the draft for months who the Steelers might take, who they shouldn't take, what's going to happen. But here we are on Thursday. It's going to be a fun one. We're so happy to have you back on, Jenna. Glad to be here. Glad to be here on the day the draft starts. We've been waiting for this day for what feels like months at this point. And now it's here. And now we get to get one final little bit of speculation in before the speculation period ends. And instead, we just get to talk about all the picks the Steelers make. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped as well. It's we're going to finally get to an, analyze things here. Um, but there's also, you know, there's always the, you know, you know, how things are going to play out. It always can turn a lot of different ways. So what we're going to do for this show is that the two of us have put together our full first round mocks with no trades because frankly, and Jen and I, we talked about this beforehand, accounting for trades is always super tricky. It's really really hard like there's so many rumors every team has called every team about trading every pick so that is one of the most hardest thing most difficult things to predict out there but uh what we've done is we've picked our players for if everyone just stayed pat as a kind of way of just seeing how could things fall to the Steelers at 17 with our full 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 first round mock drafts here on the locked on Steelers podcast uh now here's how we're going to do this Jen and I have made all 31 picks. We'll also give you talk about at the end who we think the Steelers would take if the board fell that way at 32 uh, or if they would trade out of that pick for how that could play out for either of our boards. But um, if you want to keep score and, and have fun with this, you're going to be able to see all of our picks. The way I keep score on, on mock drafting is, especially with first round picks, is you get one point if you guess a player correctly to the right player to the right team excuse me and you get one point if you guess them correctly to the right spot so for example if you pick Bryce Young first overall to the Carolina Panthers and he's the Panthers pick at number one you get two points for that pick but let's say Anthony Richardson the quarterback out of Florida get you pick them to go to the Raiders at seven but someone traded with the Raiders and they got him at seven you'd only get one pick because you'd had him going to the Raiders so 
it's fun because like, you know, can you, you can also say, you know, Kalaja can see to the Eagles at 10, but if they take him at 30, you still get a point for that because he went to the right team. You had the right fit there. So without further ado, let's reveal our mock drafts here, right on here. And I've formatted it here so you can kind of see it both. These are for, for both, both of our picks. I'm on the left. Jenna's on the right. Jenna, our first five picks of this draft class are exactly the same. Bryce Young to the Panthers at number one. C.J. Stroud to the Texans at number two. Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama, to the Cardinals at number three. Will Levis, the quarterback from Kentucky, to the Colts at number four. And then Jalen, actually number first six, excuse me, Jalen Carter at number five to the Seahawks. And then Devin Witherspoon, cornerback, going to the Lions here at number six. This, I think, is, if this scenario played out, this would be a solid sign for the Steelers because three quarterbacks are off the board. Anthony Richardson isn't one of them. Richardson isn't one of them. I think he would come soon after, and both of us have him coming soon after in the top ten. But as far as the top six, uh, Jalen Carter getting off the board, we know that he's a top pick. Devin Witherspoon, your only cornerback there. I think that's a favorable situation to the Steelers, at least to start. I definitely do too. And as you'll see, as my board continues, that it was not entirely favorable to the Steelers, just depending right. on how things can go. But I think this is what a lot of analysts and what a lot of people are thinking is going to happen with those first at least five to six picks. I could really see a lot of this happening and just, you know, whispers from what you hear around the league. Again, also too, we weren't doing trades. So right. and the number three Cardinals pick kind of has yeah. a lot of people being like, oh, it might be up in the air a little bit. They might not. Right. going with that but since we were not going with trades um that is how the first you know five six shook out and i do think that that's probably going to be in that range and we know that if there's a run on quarterbacks that really benefits the steelers early on absolutely and that's the key that you're looking for here is for there to be a run at quarterback and what's i think also interesting is that if there isn't a run on quarterbacks something mike tumman talked about a quarterback being available when they when they're ready to pick a 32 could make a team want to rise so there is a good side and a bad side to such a quarterback run but let's get to the rest of our picks here you and i are a little different in how the next few picks play out. You have Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon, going to to the Raiders. I have Anthony Richardson going going there. I feel like he's. I feel like that's where he's going to fall. But then you have Anthony Richardson going the very next pick to the Falcons at eighth overall. I have Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher, falling. A lot of people have Tyree Wilson going top five. Even oh, wow. I think he falls just a little bit here because of how this how these quarterbacks play out. But give me your thoughts here. On on Anthony Richardson, him him being at this at this spot, and then of course now in on your board, the top two corners are gone, which would then start to become a concern for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and I mean we've talked about this a lot too through the entirety of the draft process, but the Lions and the Raiders both do need cornerbacks too. So it's going to be there are mm -hmm. you know whether it's fortunate or unfortunate, and it's you know you love to kind of get inside the minds of some of these GMs here and what do they value more, where are they thinking they're going to go, but cornerbacks there are those cornerback needy teams ahead of the Steelers I mean even two you have a team like the commanders like the Patriots even the Jets in that 15 spot um so that that's what intrigues me a lot about these cornerbacks Anthony Richardson I feel like he's also a pretty solid fit for Atlanta too I mean we know a running quarterback for the Falcons you've heard that story a couple times yes Yes. Um, so I, I think that he could fit where there I'm intrigued to see how high teams are on him though, because there has been so much talk about him. And I think that 
the way that the quarterbacks, the way that you and I have our boards is really what I do think is going to happen. But I know that there are teams that are really high on him that might say, hey, we potentially might value him over Will Levis. Yeah, and that's the thing. His athleticism, like if you do the relative athletics uh, athletic score that Kenneth Platt does, um, he's the guy that does the math bombs where he goes over and he ranks like 10.0 and compares every position to every player that's ever run at a combine. Anthony Richardson was 10.0, the number one great athletically graded quarterback of all time in all of his Gradings, and I, I forget how far back they go, but they—they they, I think they even include Michael Vick. They might, uh, they might there. Um, that's where I have Anthony Richardson going at that point. But again, we have them in very, in very similar spots. I have him at seven. You have him at eight. Um, and then I also have Tyree Wilson going to the Falcons because I've seen a lot of hype that they're buying in on some edge rushers in this draft in this draft class. And then our number nine is the same with Peter Skaronsky. Then at number ten. This is where it also starts to get interesting. I have Bijan Robinson coming off the board because a lot of people have him rated as a top three player in this draft, talent-wise, not necessarily where he'll go, but just saying that as far as good at his position, if we were to rank every player by how good they were at their specific job, people put him in the top five as far as rating ranking there. I think that the Eagles, they're in a strong place with their roster. If they saw that kind of a playmaker to mix with Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Jason Kelly, they would take that option there and go for that. You have them going after Nolan Smith, an edge rusher, who I do think they will definitely consider because they love adding to their front guys here. But through the top 10, we uh, I have one cornerback off the board I, and one offensive tackle off the board. You have two cornerbacks off the board and one offensive tackle off the board. We'll go over the rest of our picks and how it plays into where the Steelers pick and why we have the Steelers taking the players that we do right here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. So don't go anywhere. I'll be back with Jenna Harner in just a second talking about, about, about that situation. But first, before we do any of that, I want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Ultimate Football GM, the ultimate GM experience that if you can play on a mobile game and be an NFL GM and make the decisions, this is your chance. Download the game right now on your mobile device. You can also play online. You can also play offline when you download the game because it's you, you can play against the computer. What you're doing is you're becoming a GM. You're building a, a franchise from the ground up. You pick a team name where you want it, build the facilities, build, you hire your staff, both coaches and the staff, like psychologists, doctors. You can also draft the players, trade players, do everything that you can to become the greatest GM of all time. You get 25 seasons to prove how great you are. And as you're building your team, you can also now challenge other players players teams who have constructed their team. My current team right now has 109 overall rating, and we've won 20 of 22 championships in my 25-year run. So if you think you can do better, download Ultimate Football GM today. You can download that right now by going to ultimate-gm.com or looking up in your local app stores. Also, Locked On listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise by using the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all capital letters, all one word, when you go into the game store. So download the game, then go to the game store, then put in that locked on code. And again, you can download this game on your on, in your local app store, but also at ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today.
Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, again, we've kind of played we kind of played out all year just to see how the Steelers are going to, going to work in this first round. We've prioritized offensive tackle and cornerback, and we have this playing out just a little differently as far as how this is going to work out for those two positions. Uh, again, in your top 10, you have two corners and one tackle going. I have one tackle and one corner going. And... This is where it starts to get really different because you have the Titans going after Paris Johnson Jr., who they've definitely expressed interest into. I have them going for Jackson Smith and Jigba to try to get another offensive weapon out, out there and try to get, get a playmaker on, on the field. So and uh, and then I also have the Houston Texans following up with Quentin Johnson right after that. So that's two wide receivers that come off the board where you have Paris Johnson to the Titans, Jackson Smith and Jigba to the, to the Texans. We both have Dalton Kincaid going to the Packers at 13. So then at 13, which now is four spots ahead of the Steelers on, on Jenna's board, you have two tackles off the board, two corners off the board. And this is where you think that they, this is where we talked about with Alan Saunders this week, Jenna, if the Steelers really want to get one of these top tackles or one of these top corners, they may have to trade up. Now on my board, I didn't have it going this way. I don't think it's going to go this way. I do think it's going to be closer to Jenna's once all the trades happen and we see guys, you know, teams move up for certain guys, move down and all these other things. I do think more of these teams will take some of these players, but um, the key is if you see on both of our picks here at number 15, it's funny. We both have edge rushers going to the Patriots at 14 and we both have tackles going to the Patriots, uh, going to the jets at 15. And then we both have corners going to the, going to the commanders at 16. We just have different people here. You have yeah. Tyree Wilson uh, to the Patriots, Broderick Jones to the jets, Joey Porter jr. To the commanders. I have Nolan Smith going to the Patriots, Paris Johnson jr. Going to the jets and Christian Gonzalez going to the commanders. Now here's the thing. I think Christian Gonzalez is actually going to go higher there. But when I was doing my mock and just trying to be every GM and looking at needs, and I'm like, man, I think this works here. This works there. Christian Gonzalez falling. That's just how that played out on, on my mock when I was when I was simulating this. I do think he's going to end up going higher. Again, with trades, it's going to change up things. But in your board, right there at 15 and 16, the Steelers, the last two of the top three that we look at, those key positions are gone. And I think it – further emphasizes trade with the Patriots, go get ahead of those two teams to make sure you get your guy at tackle or corner. Or even potentially trade with the Packers or the Jets. Those are kind of those, that 13, 15 range mm -hmm. is really, really intriguing to me because it's not like you're, you know, moving heaven and earth to move up. You're moving up a couple spots. You're probably gonna have to give up what a fourth round pick um, in there too, to move up with one of those teams or to trade in that mm -hmm. way. But this could be too. I mean, this, this looking at it is okay. What could the potential reality be if the Steelers don't trade up and the top three tackles and the top three corners are off the board. And I know a lot of Steelers fans don't want to hear that. And as you know, I, I don't want this scenario to happen either, but it's just going to be one of those. What if this does happen and what if they're left there? And then, you know, do you did should you have traded should you have not we could you know look back at that as much as we want to but this is this could be one of those situations where hey if you don't trade the reality is you might miss out on the top three corners and the top three tackles which again we both know is such a position of need uh, agreed and that's and that's where i think it gets uh it gets really interesting to see where you know how how aggressive do the steelers want to be 
in this in this in this draft class because you know we've talked about you know the Steelers seem willing to move up. They've got extra ammunition with that thirty second over overall pick. Uh, could they want to do things now? One thing that we talked about with Alan Saunders, we went back and we found a, a new trade chart generator that compares all the like about six different trade charts across the, across the uh, you know all of reporting and analysts and, and things like that. And one trade that we uh, Alan Saunders and I both thought worked out really well was this trade where uh, with the New England Patriots at 14th overall, if the Steelers gave up 17 and their 80th overall pick, they could move up three stop, spots with the Patriots and recoup a fourth round pick at 135. And according to all six of the charts that were put into this generator, it would it would work in it would work for the Patriots and the and I think this would be good value achieved by the Steelers. And if you're trading up at 14, just going back at at both of our both both of our mocks here, I think in that situation you put yourself in a position to get one of those top corners or one of those top tackles. Which again, we're not doing trade scenarios in our mocks, but this is why I wanted to do this exercise because I think that's where a sweet spot opens up because I know you mentioned the Jets as a trade partner Jenna but I think the Jets are going to be as giddy as the Steelers to get one of these top tackles and I'm not sure if they want to come out of that pick and that's why I think it might be a priority to work with any of those teams right ahead of them no absolutely again yeah the Jets the commanders even the Patriots are in need of a corner too they are that that that's going to be it's just i mean this is the exciting part of it right this is the fun part of it where it's like no one knows what's going to happen and there might be an entire curveball thrown in there somebody might take daniel jones as you know you know what I mean? i'm just going back to that draft but that was yeah yeah <laughs> that's, that's not a hurt giants fan at all saying no. that right there no and i mean granted i'm sidebar i'm really happy with how he's progressed and if there's anybody that can help him it's brian dable but that's one of those things where like there might be one of those where everyone's looking at it like wait, you did what now? What's happening? There might be somebody that does something to that. You know, there might be a crazy pick. There might be a pick we didn't anticipate and, or there might be a trade we didn't anticipate for a pick we didn't anticipate either. So I, this is the fun part of all of it, but yeah, I mean, it's just, this is, this is the best time of the year, but also it is, you want to get inside the GM's minds a little bit and say, okay, where, what are these teams thinking? Is this going to be the direction they go? And then again, with the Steelers, are they going to look to trade? Because when we heard from Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin earlier this week back on Monday, they weren't obviously going to tell us their entire plan. But the more and more I think about it, I do feel like there really is the potential for the Steelers. And it won't be an aggressive trade up by any means, but a potential, hey, we're going to trade up and go get our guy if he's still sitting there and he's fallen a little bit if there's this run on quarterbacks and you know maybe if a receiver's taken earlier than anticipated too. Absolutely. Again, lots of doors open here. But Jenna, let's get to our picks here that we had for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You had Lucas Van Ness, the defensive lineman slash edge rusher from Iowa, who I think really fits a lot of what the, the Steelers are trying to do. I had Broderick Jones, uh, offensive tackle from Georgia. I think either one of these picks Steelers fans should be happy about. I have Lucas Van Ness ranked 17th on my big board. He was uh, a pro. Day, he was a pro day visit. Uh, for the for the Steelers, they sent their top brass to go look at him and Jack Campbell on their pro day uh, back back earlier in the in the draft process. Broderick Jones is one of four players the Steelers both visited for their pro day and had brought in for a top thirty visit. And if he's at seventeen, that is a sprint to the podium, dance while you're doing it type of type of pick right there. Alan Fanica also announcing the pick. By the way, we found out uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. 
all in all, I think either position here, you're feeling good because you're getting a depth, a depth defensive lineman who can flex out to the edge, play a little bit in the middle. Maybe you bulk him up a little bit. Um, but I think that he's a guy, uh, Lucas Van Ness, that is, that really fits here. But talk about Lucas Van Ness and why you think he fits really well here for the Steelers. One of my favorite things about him, his nickname from his teammates is Hercules. Oh, that's a good I love nickname that. to have. I, I, I love that. But too, it's like, I, I think there's a lot of talk too about how he's just so explosive, but he's also kind of still figuring out entirely mm -hmm. how good he's going to be. And that's something incredible you want. We know Mike Tomlin likes versatility in guys, yes. especially defensively. And the fact that he has the ability to both be a defensive lineman and get off the line pretty quickly while also being that explosive linebacker, because the reality of it, and I don't entirely know where they would want to go with him. I would assume more defensive line mm -hmm. if the Steelers do draft him, at least for depth there. But there's potentially going to be a part of the season where TJ Watt might be hurt, where Alex Highsmith might be hurt. And you have a guy like Van Ness that you can kind of rotate in and say, hey, look, we know that you're experienced here in this area of your game. But um, I, I think that they're trying to potentially still kind of make him what he can be. And it was, I, I know this question wasn't entirely directed toward Mike Tomlin in terms of a Lucas Van Ness guy, but mm -hmm. he was asked on Monday, how for much further away is the NFL or how, I guess how much closer is the NFL getting to like positionless defensive players? Right. I remember that question. Obviously, you know, there's a difference. Of course, you're not going to have a guy that's going to play defensive lineman, go back and play cornerback, but there's just totally two different body types, but the reality, and I do wonder how much this is going to change over the next however many years in the NFL where we're going to see more, you know, guys in like the nickel spot is kind of that spot that Mike Tomlin talked about. But you do wonder the versatility in a guy like Van Ness, he's going to be able to play on the uh, defensive line and also play potentially at the edge. Player. Yeah, at the edge. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And that's he is an interesting prospect for me, for me. And even though the Steelers in your dra mock draft will be missing out on offensive tackle and, and corner, we've talked about the need to find the next generation of defensive line, uh, like a leader for that. Also, the way you described Lucas Van Ness, which I think is very accurate, you said explosive, but not refined, still figuring some things out a bit raw. That was very much the description for TJ Watt coming out of Wisconsin. And I'm not saying Lucas Van West is going to Van Ness is going to be TJ Watt, but I do think that he that there are similar traits there that make me very intrigued by him. He, you're not the you're not the first person to pick Lucas Van Ness. Uh Rayford Apollo's first mock for the Steelers had him going there for the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. I've had him a couple times in some mocks that I've experimented with. I think that that is a very reasonable pick there on your part. And again, Broderick Jones, that to me is just picking him there because in the way I was doing the mock draft, he happened to fall that far. But I also think that they will do what they need to do to go get him or Paris Johnson in the, the early teens of picks, if you will, if not a little bit sooner, because I do think they want to get in on the early part of this offensive tackle class. I talked about that yesterday with the importance of trying to get of the alt Darnell right curve, because I just don't think that he is necessarily the tackle that they're looking for. But we also have picks all throughout the rest of the first round to go over and how that plays into 
where the Steelers are at 32. We'll talk about that in just a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast on draft day. First round of the NFL draft right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, before we do any of that, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, our great sponsor, which is the number one protein bar in America. You want to go get Built Bar right now because they have all the tastiness and none of the calories. When you go get Built Bar, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They have a whole bunch of different flavors that you can get right, right now that come in all different sizes. They just added peanut butter puffs as a flavor. So you get that. They also have churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, double chocolate, all different flavors that you can add into yours. And again, what makes them so awesome is protein bars. There is only 130 calories and only four grams of sugar, but somehow 17 grams of protein. So you're getting your gains while not putting too much on you. You don't need to wait around and get a box either for years. We've told you go to built.com and order them online and get them delivered to your door. Now you can walk right into a Walmart or a Sam's Club today and pick up some of your own. If you go to Walmart, go to the pharmacy section, pick up four bar boxes of flavors like cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you go to Sam's Club, you can grab 13 bar boxes of hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. Trust me, when you try Built Bar, you'll thank me later because you'll learn that Built Bar is the number one protein bar in America. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. And Jenna, uh, again, this is draft day. We've now gone over who we think the Steelers would take in our first round mock simulations. You have Lucas Van Ness, the defensive lineman slash Ed Rusher out of Iowa. I have uh, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Um, But let's examine what happens after these in both of our drafts. Now, uh, you have on your next several picks Bijan Robinson going to the Lions, which I think would be a very good fit, and they're in a good position to take him with the additions that they've made there. Uh, you have Deontay Banks coming off the board at 19 to the to the Buccaneers. Then you have Kalaja Kansi going 20 to the Seahawks, um, uh, which would be really interesting. The Seahawks getting Carter and Kansi, the two top defensive tackles, in my opinion, of this draft class to line up next to each other for the next several years. That would be a huge behemoth and a small, quick lightning bug that would just that that just knights through your to your offensive line. I think that's a very interesting combination right there. Then we actually have the same picks for twenty one and twenty two. We both have Addison, Jordan Addison, going to the Chargers, and then Zay Flowers, wide receiver out of Boston College, going to the Ravens at twenty two. Uh, then for yours, you go Emmanuel Forbes to the to the Vikings. I like that fit there. Brian Branch going to the Jaguars. Also like that fit there. Quentin Johnson, playmaker wide receiver. Some say maybe he might be the top wide receiver in this draft class. If he falls to 25, the Giants are absolutely adding him uh, to, to, to Daniel Jones. Then Michael Meyer to the Cowboys. Tight end wide receiver Josh Downs to the, to the Bills. Miles Murphy, edge rusher, who would have been a, probably a top 10 pick barring his injury. Falls to the Bengals. They're happy to take him there. Brian Brzee, Clemson defensive lineman go, uh, out of Clemson, uh, goes to the Saints. Then the Eagles take cornerback Kelly Ringo out of Georgia. And the Chiefs take Keon White, edge rusher slash defensive lineman out of Georgia Tech. And in my board, similar players come off come off the board here. I have Emmanuel Forbes, but at 25 to the Giants, not at 23 to the Vikings. I have Brian Branch at 19 to the Buccaneers instead of 24 to the Jaguars. I also have Banks going to the to the Vikings. So basically, we're just flip-flopping a lot of names here. I have Cansey going at 18 to the Lions. I've heard that they really like him uh, as as well. And uh, we've even had we've even seen uh, Matt Deary, our uh, our Locked On Lions host, he picked him sixth overall in our mock, which really surprised a lot of us. But similar playing down, Addison, Flowers, Banks, 
Port Porter, Forbes, Meyer, I have Lucas Van Ness, Darnell Wright on your board falls out into the about out to 32 there, which is very interesting there. I have him going to the Bengals at 28, Osiris Torrance, Brian Prese, and Felix and DK Uzoma coming out there. But we look at this board and how this plays out. On your board, the Steelers, if they're taking edge rusher at 17, at 32, Darnell Wright would be sitting there. And I think it then becomes a question, would he be your man for the Steelers at 32 in, in, in the second round? It's a good question. I'm still kind of working through it in that way because I know there's a lot of talent there, but there's also been questions and I, I don't want to misquote it, but I know that there's been questions about his work ethic and that's something yes. too. You have to, I mean, we heard it. We heard it from Omar Khan. We heard it from Mike Tomlin on Monday. You have to be a football lover. You have to love everything yeah. about football, everything about the process. And Omar was asked that and he said, too, like it, it kind of would be a little bit of a deterrent if you didn't. And I'm not saying by any means in any way shape or form that Darnell Wright is not a football lover but when there are questions about that work ethic and and those you know I mean, it's tough because like there's always the whole like quote-unquote character debate about certain athletes in the draft right. and some of it's incredibly warranted and some of it is has no basis and honestly is a little bit unfair to some of these players but you do wonder how much of that is going to play into you know kind of the role here for Omar Khan, for Andy Weidel, for Mike Tomlin, for Art Rooney, when they're all in that room making those decisions and they're going to be like, hey, is this a guy where we do feel like this is something that he'll grow out of? We do feel like this isn't to the severity level of what everybody's been talking about, but they also will do their homework, no doubt. I don't know if your eyes popped open the way mine did. And I just, when Mike Tomlin said this the other day, and I just didn't think, oh, no, this, yeah. but he said like, oh yeah, no, we, we, we have private investigator. I'm like, I, and it makes sense because of course they would, but that was just one of those moments right there where it's like when, you know, he was asked about if there was a player with character issues, how do you kind of look into that? How, you know, obviously they do their due diligence, they do their homework, but my eyes kind of popped open. He's like, yeah, you know, we talked to a bunch of people. We hire our own private investigation. I'm like, oh boy. So there's no denying that the Steelers aren't going to have all the information they want on these guys. And that's a huge thing. That was something that Andy Weidel is a big strength of his, especially when he was in Philly. He kind of knows so much information about these guys and he also has information about the other teams in which direction that they want to go in and what he's heard and those types of things but this is yeah this is going to be that big question and if they feel like what they've heard about Darnell Wright can be overlooked or something that they think is going to you know they're going to be able to get out of him absolutely then you know it's a no-brainer but then there could be some bigger questions if he's not the guy and if he does end up falling out of the first round of the draft I, I, absolutely. But there's another player here that I think plays into a lot of scenarios we've talked about all offseason long who fell into the second round for both of our boards. And that's quarterback Hendon Hooker. Now, some people have Hendon Hooker as a guy who should should be a second round pick. Some people have him as a first round pick. Matt Miller out of ESPN, one of many draft experts. He had him going 23 to the Vikings in his recent recent mock draft here. But again, just looking at how we pl play this out. Um, this was exactly something that Mike Tomlin addressed with a kind of a smile, a grin, a smile on his face, uh, you know, talking about, you know, if there's 32, if they're at 32 and people are coming calling, especially for the quarterback position, it could yield really good picks, pick opportunities to trade down in the second, second round, still have two second round picks and then recoup maybe a third round pick, a third and a fourth round pick, or, you know, a number of other things that they could add to to their uh their draft capital as far as how they're going to spend and if Hen Hooker's there 
the Steelers in both of these scenarios, uh, players that have that that are avail- that would still be available that I think the Steelers would take a look at uh, on your board, Darnell Wright, I think could be considered. Uh, we both have Brian Brzee getting drafted, but Darnell Washington, the tight end out of Georgia, uh, we saw Mike Ten, Mike Tomlin specifically named tight end as a position that he that he was interested in. John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota, uh, Julius Brents, the cornerback out of uh, Kansas State, Keanu Benton. Uh, defensive lineman out of Wisconsin, Jack Campbell, uh, linebacker out of Iowa. And of course, uh, these can also be different because if you're looking at Jenna's board, maybe Dewan Jones is, is, is the guy you go with there as the offensive tackle to add at the end of the list. Whereas in my board, because I've already drafted an offensive tackle, maybe you are looking at Brents or Benton or one of those guys. But either way, I think some of these guys, you guys, that if you can trade down maybe five, six, seven picks for a team that's desperate to make sure that they get ahead of everyone else to get a hooker or to get one of the other prospects who've fallen this far. I think that works for the Steelers and why I do think that's something that all Steelers fans should be keeping their eyes peeled for to happen over this weekend. And something too interesting to note was a lot of the top 30 visits from the Steelers were cornerbacks that aren't Christian Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Devon Witherspoon, and Joey Porter Jr. I mean, yes, that, those guys, you know, they they they, they talk to them. But a lot of the top 30 visits were those second wave of cornerbacks, too. And that was something that was really intriguing because that's like, okay, that seems to signify to me, hey, if they're not going to be able to get the tackle or the top corner that they want, they want to make sure they get one of those guys early in the second round. And if they are able to trade that pick to get more draft capital to be able to say, okay, we're going to move back a couple picks, like you said, maybe a five or six type of thing, still be able to get one of those guys that they feel is a solid cornerback to add to um, potentially have alongside Patrick Peterson. And then they'd also have, again, you have more draft capital just in the fact that you would be getting that uh, return from a trade. If someone wanted to trade up to get a guy like Hendon Hooker with a 32nd pick, if he does fall out. There's a lot of scenarios that play out on draft days, and there's going to be a lot of scenarios that play out. Again, trades are going to happen. It's going to blow up everything we're thinking here. There could be five quarterbacks in the top ten. Who knows how all of this will play out? I would favor the Steelers, though, for sure. Exactly. That would be if the if the Steelers see five quarterbacks off the board before that before they pick. That means there's only eleven skill players who can get picked before they would even pick at seventeen. Let alone have to trade up to deal with uh, in moving there. So. Point being, there's a lot of things here. We hope that here, if you've been an everydayer on the Locked On Steelers podcast, that you have gotten as much perspective as you'd enjoy and be able to like to intake leading into the NFL draft. Because I've tried to give you guys everything. We've tried to have great guests in here like Jenna, like Jim Wexel, like Alan Saunders, Josh Taylor, Wes Euler. If I'm forgetting Mark Caboli, Mike DeFabo, a whole bunch of people that we brought here on this show to try to get you guys the full scope and range of what to expect for the Steelers' wants, needs, and how things could play out especially on Thursday night in this first round. If you're wondering if I'm, I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to pull up a live stream if you're wondering what I'll be doing Thursday night. But when I talk about those bonus episodes, tonight will be one of those bonus episodes that comes out. As soon as that pick is made, I will have a, a video that's probably 10 or so minutes in length, given my initial thoughts. And then, of course, for Friday, there will be a full episode. Might take some time to get it out, but there will be a full episode analyzing that pick, how things worked out, and how things look for the Steelers position with that 32nd overall pick to lead off that all can be found right here on the lockdown Steelers podcast. I want to thank everyone who has stuck with us all throughout this off season. You all have been a great audience just as Jenna Harner has been a great guest on this show each and every time Jenna let people, they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. 
Well, I always love being here, regardless of what day of the week. And thank you so much to all of the uh, viewers and listeners who tune in to hear us talk um, on a constant basis. It's a lot of fun. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, Instagram, Jenna underscore Harner. I will be at the Steelers facility all weekend giving draft coverage. When we talk with the draft picks, when they bring them in, we'll have all that. So definitely uh, tune in and uh, keep your eyes peeled for what's to come. Absolutely. Keep your eyes peeled. There's a lot that's going to be coming here. Get all the great coverage at Channel 11, WP Excited that they do there, just like you can get all the great coverage we do here at Locked on Steelers. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com, wherever Kalaja Kansi goes. I'll be writing about that. So if you're a Pitt fan, you can learn about, about that and everything else going on with Pitt players in, the, in this NFL draft process. And if you're a Locked on Steelers fan, you know where to find me. Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app, and especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it. Subscribe to this channel for all of our content. Thanks again, everybody. Happy draft weekend. I'll be back tonight, Thursday night, giving you my instant reaction on the Steelers pick, and then with a full episode again on Friday, breaking everything down that we saw in the first round. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you very soon here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. 